TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If love and gogi is wrong, I don't want to be right. What would Socrates say to that? It tickles my face. Uh, okay. Gooseys. I don't have hair. Oof. You got Marcos. That's not no. That's not. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You do got me. Get over here, Marcos. Hey. Let me look at. They don't want it. Toby and Leroy ready to deploy. Had to hit it with a little turn. Lizzo with that was a decoy. Better head about me, boy. Okay. Leroy and Tobin. Holes to the show, man. Stairs on the sauce with the show, and Till then, his half moon open. Sometimes go taste like a snowman. No proof I'm a lie about a mode, and no proof. Like I always wanted him, I never hated him. I never traded him. I never did, I never ever traded him. You know what? What is a star like under the city? The driver's side flag. Wish I could large. So many more. Ten in the mar. Never a bar. Hey, ten in the mar. Two to the P. Nothing to you, but it's something to me. Hands observing. Cutest can be you can watch on YouTube review for free. This one time for the Twitch. This one time for the text. This one time for the phone line. Whole time, wonder what they gonna do next. You know, I I just wish you guys would stop the quibbling. Oh, good morning, everybody, and welcome on in. It is Tobin and Leroy here with you. Five sixty WQAM. Take you up until two this morning. How you doing, Leroy? Leroy? Did he freeze? This is for dramatic effect. Huh. Maybe he did a thing and uh, he made I don't know. He, I swear he heard me earlier in the show. We were talking before the show, but mm-hmm. he's just he's just staring off. You can hear me though, right, Marcos? Yes, you sound heavenly. Wow. Yeah. Very strange. Does he even realize we've started the show? No, he's locked in to whatever he is exactly. He is uh, locked the bleep in. Wow. All right. Well, maybe. I guess we're going to have to call him up here and see what's going on. Hey, dude, do you realize we've started the radio show? Nope. Just nope. staring at us. <laughs> just angrily staring at us, too. He's upset. Something happened early Something on. Something happened. Something happened. I think he's now realizing that. Maybe- now he's realizing he can't hear us. This is great. This is great. Mm. All right. Oh, plug that in. Did that work? A little shifty shift? <laughs> yeah, I love actually watching him work through the motions. This Me too. Great. Me too. It's always exciting. It's always thrilling to, to just get off the ground running and figuring out what's going on here with uh, his whole technological situation. He's like two. Uh, He's working through his options. Working through it. He's uh, Barrios, Smythe. Not going to get them the ball. Do ever. you think he, like, does he know he can't hear us? Like, can, is he even looking at us, you think? Hmm. I don't know. If I do, I feel like people have a, a natural affliction to mimicking. If I put a thumbs up, will he copy uh, me with a thumbs up? 
Hold on, let me call him and see if he realizes. Like, oh, wait, he, uh, he's, oh, he left. left. He left. He left. He's had right, enough, well, dude. It was fun. He's had enough. It, it was fun while it lasted. We've had enough shenanigans for today. Well, welcome on in, everybody. We'll get to some headlines here brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Super Center. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. Just not the same when you don't have the toy car there, though, dude. I know. I know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Miami Heat, they're back on the hardwood tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. Terry Rozier, he has arrived in Miami. Uh, Flew in last night. Seems very excited. He's going to wear number two for the Miami Heat. And uh, he's officially questionable for tonight's tip-off at uh, 730 so we're keeping a uh, a look on that. Nothing to do with, I guess, how they just got to like pass their physicals and whatnot. So, um, you know, hopefully we will get tonight the debut of Scary Terry on the Miami Heat. But um, I will keep uh, I'll keep abreast on social media to see if we get a decision on that with uh, with Terry Rogier. But I would think, like, look, he is here. It doesn't sound even like I was listening to Mitch Kupchak of the Hornets yesterday. They're not even going to play Kyle Lowry till at least after the All Star, uh, after the trade deadline. So I don't really know. Uh, even if Kyle like were to like not show up, I don't think that that's going to deter the league from letting Terry Rozier make his debut if he wanted to make his debut. I, is your tab muted, Leroy? I bet you his tabs muted because he was oh, uh, he was in studio yesterday. Hold on. Oh, yeah. hey, you know what? Let's, let's solve this in three seconds. You diagnosed this one. I'm not gonna lie to you. You did well. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's what happened. He I can hear him. His... <laughs> Dude, unmute your tab. You were in studio yesterday. I did. Mm-hmm. It's unmuted. Mm-hmm. It's unmuted. No, no. I don't trust him. Why are you think... muting him, Fig? This is the only way we could hear him. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Oh, make sure you have the right mic selected, dude. Make sure you have the right mic selected. Like right, we'll get Leroy situated during the break. What all fails? I just turned it off and turned it back on, dude. Uh, he it looks like he tried to do that, but I don't know. Mm. You know, he takes he he takes one trip to the studio and everything goes uh, goes to hell with his yeah. his home setup. You so know, so he may need to get IT in there to uh, to fix things. Yeah, he's giving me the uh, he's giving me the old uh, Michael Jordan shrug <laughs> as if he just hit the game winner. But uh, yeah, anyway, so we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on the uh, the Terry Rozier thing when we officially get word of whether or not he's going to be able to play. I'd imagine we're going to get that uh, at some point during today's show. Either way, your boy's going to be boots on the ground tonight Ooh. at the Casaya Center as we have a home back to back coming on up. Wow, seven thirty tip. You of course can hear that right here on five sixty. W Q A M. Meanwhile, we have to get into this at some point. Uh, the Bucks fired their head coach uh, inexplicably with Whoa. a thirty and thirteen record. They really must have hated that guy, or Giannis is just—he's uh, a bit of a, a coach floozy because he's like, oh, no, 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 this isn't the guy. Or maybe Damian Lillard hates him. I don't know. But this Adrian Griffin is uh, getting the heave ho after a time where he has the best record. After uh, after he has the second best record in the NBA after 43 games and the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are like, no, thanks. Hit the brakes. And apparently they're going to hire Doc Rivers. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's a crazy, crazy thing that we got going on in the Eastern Conference. 
I'm looking for like this has to be one of the rare occasions in which like one of the most winningest coaches gets fired, right? Like this doesn't. Happen. I think it happened with. I mean, it happened with David Blatt. David yeah. Blatt had a really uh, good record. Everybody knew LeBron hated his guts, and yeah. they were going to make a change there. And then eventually they were in the middle of the season. Now they had gone to the finals. He did get to go to the finals one time. He was not in his first season, mind you. David Blatt was not. Uh, the choice to coach LeBron James. It's a little bit of a different situation because David Blatt, you know, he thought he was going to be coaching a rebuilding Cavs team and they hired this guy that nobody had really, uh, really had heard of. He wasn't like this huge pedigree head coaching hire. And then all of a sudden LeBron, because he, uh, you know, worked in the shadows, he just is like, hey, I'm going back to Cleveland. Surprise! Yeah. And... You know, it was he was he was a boob on the microphone because he'd say things like, you know, uh, a coach is a lot like a fighter pilot, you know, with all the decisions that you have to make. Because he was he made some crazy decisions. There was one where like the uh, there was one game where like the the uh, the Cavs, I think, would have gone down like three one in a series. And he was about to call timeout with no timeouts left. And that was a technical foul. And uh, it was it was like. Uh, and and the, the refs thankfully ignored him. And so they were able to uh, they were able to avoid that. But it could have been like an all time coaching gaffe for David Blatt. Um, but again, he wasn't chosen. Like one of the things that's interesting about this Adrian Griffin hire is that like Giannis like chose this guy. Like there was there was reports yesterday that like the, the organization wanted to hire Nick Nurse. And he was like, no, 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 I don't want to hire. I don't, I don't, I don't play for Nick Nurse. I don't want to play for Nick Nurse. I want to play for this guy. But apparently, he lost the locker room like that. There were memes of like uh, Giannis drawing up his own plays with oh. Damian Lillard right next to him, which Damian Lillard just has to be like, oh, this is awesome. I love it. It was, uh, it was interesting to see yesterday, Marcos. A lot of people. Could, the, the funny thing about it, though, nationally, is you know, I will say for Giannis, for a guy to get a coach canned 43 games into the season i feel like most people are gonna be like what is the dysfunction going on there how can all this stuff be going on with the cavaliers and yet and yet somehow this Giannis has charmed all of us with uh, uh, eliminating failure remember failure is not a real thing there's no such thing as failure that's right failure is not an option failure failures are just uh, steps to success okay there is no failure all right all losers are just trying to succeed it's you know, it's almost like when Cam Cameron said, fail forward fast. That's kind of what wow. Giannis is saying, except there is no failure. There is no failure just and there is nothing. Success. Just steps to success, dude. Just steps to success. So um, we'll get more into that. We, of course, will may, we'll hear from probably the head coaching uh, front runner for the Bucks job and, uh, and get to that. But let's get Leroy situated. We'll take a break. Wes Goldberg, he's going to join us Ooh. later on this hour. We'll talk some heat with him. And uh, get this all uh, situated with uh, Leroy Horde and his uh, setup there. And uh, back after this. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening after investing billions to light up our network t-mobile is america's largest 5g network 
Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Everybody, it's Tobin and Leroy. Hello, Leroy. Hello, man. All right, I showed up like Jay Fig today. Off on the off, we're off running, baby. We're off running. A lot of weird stories to get to today. Wes Goldberg is going to join us in about 15 minutes. We will talk about the scary Terry deal with him. He arrives in Miami yesterday on I the saw footage. PJ. Saw footage. Yep, and not uh, very tall. No, six one, but six eight wingspan. Didn't know that. I got to be honest with you. So basically, he has, to, he has to tippy toe so he doesn't drag his knuckles on the ground. Love wingspan, dude. Who doesn't love wingspan? You want to excite somebody? Uh, you know, you, you you talk about that wingspan. That that's gonna get everybody going in basketball. What about footwork? Oh, footwork, dude. <laughs> I love footwork too. I like that. I love footwork. What when you combine the two? <gasps> footwork and uh, wingspan. What are we even doing here? Could be good. Wow. It could be good. What are you uh, doing, Marcos? Wow. <laughs> What what am I to do with the Tyreek Hill story yesterday? Because it's very what? weird. I don't normally talk uh, divorce unless it's like super famous, like Tom Brady and Giselle power couple splitting up. But he comments on this on Twitter. So I kind of feel like this is fair game when he files for divorce and there's records of it. But then it's like, we didn't divorce. What the hell's going on there? Because um, they're not act- like social media wise, they're not acting like a divorced couple. Why is there a divorce? Why is there divorce records? What's going on? Here's what I do. Right. That's above my pay grade. <laughs> we don't none of us know what that relationship is, what they going through or what have you. And I try to avoid real life issues in this forum. You see what I'm saying? I get, you know, we're responding and people are responding to him on Twitter. But I would guess that they're going through something, whatever that may be, it could be nothing. And you just let them live their life. That was crazy. I know. I just don't. I just like, man, we all go through stuff. You know what I mean? Just imagine if your stuff was public record. Like, I, you can't live like that. So I just avoid it. Florida is uh, very big with the public records. Uh, and this is, it is on public record that there is a petition for divorce. And he, uh, so the Sun Sentinel just reported on this because, and I think part of the reason it was reported on is because it was very public that he had just gotten married on hard knocks. You know, he gives the ball to his wife every time he scores. They, of course, just went through a very scary situation with a fire. But then Tyreek Hill comes out like immediately after this gets reported on social media to deny it and saying, boy, no, the heck we didn't. So don't put that in the air. We're happily married and going to stay that way. Right. And uh, I mean, the, look, they were posting each other on Instagram yesterday. Uh, so I don't know. That's, it, was, I mean, it was a strange you, story. Sometimes people, <laughs> people get in arguments and they make decisions that they soon after regret. 
Yeah, maybe. And 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 I don't know if that's the case or not. And to be honest with you, I don't care. It ain't none of my business. My business with Tyreek Hill has strictly to do with him catching the ball for the Miami Dolphins. Yep. That's it. And stop, stay out of people's personal life until it affects the other portion of it. You see what I'm saying? And and so I like, yeah, with all the stuff going on in the world, I I choose not to even, you know, entertain what, was, what a couple is going through. What if he was hacked? Can you hack into the courthouse? Oh, you no. you don't think his Twitter was hacked? You think the courthouse? No, no, I be, no. Listen, I don't oh, think anyone. Okay. I we definitely know Tyreek Hill. He holds that Twitter to his because he comments on everything. That yeah. man is a Twitter menace. Yep. Right. But is it possible like somebody uh, went into the courthouse and uh, was like, yeah, "This is a Tyreek." Uh, maybe maybe uh, uh, there's a lo- there, there was another uh, love interest or there's some shenanigans going. Oh, this is Tyreek Hill. Yeah, we're gonna break up that marriage. I, like it's just such oh, okay. a weird story. I've never seen anything like that. Again, that's why you leave it alone and let them do what they do, right? Like they, it ain't really none of our business. And and I just tried to stay out of it because, you know, I've been in a locker room where, you know situations get a little sketchy and I just say, Hey, play football. This is my relationship with you. You know what I mean? I don't know what you got going on once you leave this building. And until your decisions outside of the building affect what happens in this building, you do you like, I I, I don't know. We don't know the conversations they have. We don't know their relationship. We don't know that. So I'm not going to sit here and comment on something that we really don't know what's going on and anything that we would or wouldn't say doesn't have one ounce of fact, except for the fact of that <laughs> public record. I think if for, I think for Tyreek Hill, I think he thinks Twitter is more public, public record than, than the courts. Well, they certainly hold you to it for the rest of your life. <laughs> like you can go to the courtroom, the courthouse and change your mind. But if you put it on Twitter, no deletes, and no, no deletes. So and why wouldn't he think that, you know, I mean, what happened if they got in an argument and he said, you know what? I'm going to courthouse, right? I now. wonder if this is freezing cold takes off limits for freezing cold takes. Yeah, I do. I do, man. Like we have friends and, and we have family members and you don't know what those relationships are like. You only see them in public. You only see them at family functions. You don't know the dynamics of that relationship. So I just don't get involved. And and that applies even more so with somebody I don't know. Well, somebody we do know, Wes Goldberg. Love talking heat with him. Locked on Heat podcast. We will talk to Wes coming on up about the scary Terry deal and other NBA and heat shenanigans coming up next. You're going Halloween music, Marcos, for Scary Terry. Scary Terry! <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Tobin and Leroy here with U560 WQAM. Miami Heat finally making a significant trade. You know, finally doing some roster changes, spicing things up around here, Leroy. Let's uh, talk about it with our guy, Wes Goldberg from Locked On Heat. 
He joins us on the Toyota of Hollywood guest line. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest shows. The Toyota of, uh, Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. You can watch, listen to Wes Goldberg on the Lockdown Heat podcast on YouTube, uh, on every podcast platform. Him and Dave Vermeil, their boots on the ground. They do a great job covering the heat every single day. And we always like when he uh, stops by on the program. Wes, what's going on, man? Where are you? What's up, Wes? What you got going on? That's like, what are you, in a cabin? You got some nice uh, wood panel going on there? Just one wood panel just to make it look like I'm in a cabin. I like it. I like yeah. it, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Smoke some mirrors. What, is, uh, what was your reaction yesterday? I think we all kind of felt like the Kyle Lowry thing was going to have some kind of a conclusion, but them actually pulling the trigger, you know, it still was like, oh, finally, because we've uh, been dealing in, in Tradeville, Trade Fodderville for a long time. So your reaction to the deal and it, uh, and it going down yesterday? You know what? I w- it was one of those things where even when you expect it, it's kind of surprising when it happens, right? I mean, the Kyle Lowry thing had clearly run its course. He had lost a starting job. Uh, it kind of felt like the team was looking for any excuse to kind of pull him from the starting lineup. The production was down. He literally ranked last in the league among starting point guards in points per game, shot attempts per game, and assists per game. Um, and, you know, he's 37 years old on an expiring contract. You kind of combine all those things and the fact that Miami is sort of operating uh, with a limited championship window. And it made sense that they were going to try and shop him. And then the, the Terry Rozier thing always made sense, too. Charlotte's going nowhere fast. They stink. They have no reason to hold on to Terry Rozier. He's a good player. You move him. You get an expiring contract and a draft pick back for Charlotte. Um, we had heard the Terry Rozier stuff, and we had talked about it on Lockdown Heat. Like, this is sort of the guy that makes sense. And then you start actually hearing about, oh, the Heat are actually looking at Terry Rozier because they think he's a fit. And up until I would say the night before, even at the heat gala, I was hearing stuff like they're really kind of kicking the tires on, on Terry Rozier. And this thing could happen sooner rather than later. And then of course, you know, the next morning it all goes down. So my question is this, every time you add a new dynamic, and I think Kyle Lowry went through this, Kyle Lowry put up more shots and was more active when Jimmy or Tyler were out. And when they were playing, he tried to facilitate, which is against everything that the Heat believe in. They believe everybody go get their shot. When you don't have your shot, somebody else will be open, but you always push that envelope. What's going to happen when Terry gets here and now you got Tyler, Bam, Jimmy, and Terry? Are we going to be in the same boat like everybody's going to try to, you know, sit back and let the other guy eat? Because in effect, you're in the same boat with a better player. Right. It's going to be clunky at first. I don't I don't think anybody expects this thing to be smooth right away. And you've got to try to figure out how to get those four guys that you were just talking about, Leroy, on the court at the same time for as many minutes as possible now so that they can iron out some of those kinks. But Jimmy doesn't want to be taking a bunch of shots. Right. Bam is probably taking too many shots right now. And and I think his defense has slipped a little bit from maybe, you know, top five guy in the league to maybe top 10. But he could not take as many shots and maybe put even more energy in on the defensive end and kind of go for this defensive player of the year award that he wants so badly. So 
I think all of this is going to be good. If Terry Rozier kind of takes more off of those guys' plates, Jimmy Butler could be more of a two-way presence. Bam Adebayo could be more of a two-way presence and be maybe a little bit more efficient and not have to force as many shots as he does, especially late in shot clocks lately. It's been a lot of him trying to bail out the offense. If you have another guy who's able to uh, run, pick, and roll, and Terry Rozier, this is like a synergy sports stat, is like the second highest rated pick and roll handler in the NBA this season. Like he is a good pick and roll player. You put him... And he was doing that with a bunch of like no name guys in Charlotte, like Nick Richards and stuff. You put him with maybe the best screen setter in the NBA and Bam Adebayo, one of the best role guys in the NBA, like that pick and roll attack could be deadly. And then, of course, you're talking about what happens with Tyler Hero. I think Spo will stagger Rozier and Tyler Hero in their minutes so that one of them is always on the court and they're probably not sharing the court as much together. But when Rozier and Tyler Hero do play together, Maybe that puts Tyler Hero off the ball a little bit more. And Tyler Hero was even talking about this at practice yesterday about how, you know, both him and Terry Rozier can operate on the ball. They can operate off the ball. So they're going to have to figure out sort of the best chemistry of all those things. But that's why you do that trade now as opposed to waiting all the way until February 8th. So you get your guys as much time as possible to figure these things out. How just how desperate do you think they were, Wes, just to get some kind of offensive punch? Because we know that the franchise's identity is defense, but you see every night just the crazy scoring. You got to be able to keep up. Like you can't you can't go and 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 win these these body blow contests every single night. You're gonna you're gonna wear out, and there's gonna be a night where some teams just get hot anyway. So just the idea that they kind of had to get with the times a little bit with uh with their roster. Do you think that that was a, an important factor in making a move like this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this team was 20th on offense. They stunk. Like, they couldn't score. This is a team that was going, what, six of eight games without cracking 100 points or something like that? This team had a hard time scoring, and even when they did score, it wasn't the most efficient shots. This team is so reliant on mid-range jumpers and the three-pointer, they barely get to the rim, and that was the reason why I think Terry Rozier was such a good fit for them. Terry Rozier takes four and a half shots at the basket within the restricted area. Not these cute like foul line jumpers or sort of in the paint at the basket. He gets four and a half attempts at the basket per game this year. That's twice what Tyler hero gets. It's more than four times what Kyle Lowry was averaging. It's the equivalent of adding sort of another Jimmy Butler and a bam out of bio into the offense in terms of what they get at the rim. And I think that rim pressure is so important because we already see what Jimmy and bam can do from a rim pressure standpoint. They get to the basket and what do they do? They either score they get fouled or they kick out to those three-point shooters. Terry Rozier is going to help that drive that uh, formula on offense. And by the way, we have sort of seen Eric Spolstra acknowledge that this team needs to get better offensively. A lot of the lineups that he's been playing have been leaning more offense. Nikola Jovic starting 10 games. You're not doing that for defense, man. You're doing that for offense. Uh, Playing Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson more often together. I know some injuries are are a factor here, but he has been more willing over about the, the last year and a half to play those guys together more despite some of the defensive shortcomings that they have in today's NBA. It's actually more important to be a top 10 offense than it is to be a top 10 10 defense. We're starting to see that trend. The Denver Nuggets last year, the Milwaukee Bucks the year before that, the Phoenix Suns got to the NBA Finals with a similar formula. You have to basically be top 10 in defense or in offense and be kind of in the top 12 to 13 defensively. Miami's 10th in defensive rating. They were 20th on offensive rating. They just had to get better. That, that's because of the three-point shot, right? Everybody shoots the ball so well from outside. You can't just hunker down and play defense because somebody will just take a 30-footer. Yeah, and, and teams <laughs> come back now, too. I mean, you can, you can hold a team to 
90 points until three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And the next thing you know, because of that three-point shot, they can make four three-pointers in a row and boom, you've just given up 100 plus points in that game. So, you know, leads aren't safe. And the other thing too is that a lot of these top 10 offenses have guys who can score easy buckets. You know, whether it's Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, like Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, like all these guys are just big and strong and can just get their shots. The Heat don't really have that guy. Like Jimmy Butler can sort of be that guy in the postseason, but even then he's sort of muscling his way into shots. I wouldn't consider any of Jimmy Butler's shot making in the playoffs as much as it is easy, right? They don't really have an easy shot creator, and that's why I think their offense tends to struggle and rely on some of those more inefficient spots like in the mid-range. But um, it's, it's so also, if you're – go ahead. Yeah, it's also with Jimmy. It's such a strange thing. because I was looking at this yesterday. We were like looking at all the crazy scoring numbers, and like Jimmy's – like if you go to his postseason record – 13 out of his top 15 are with the heat. Do you know, like out of his regular season two, like he's never scored 40 in the regular season with the heat. It's weird. And you need, I'm all for, Hey, we can do it against anybody and take the play in. And that's great. But who wouldn't want it to be a little easier if you can make right. your path a little bit easier? I mean, like I you mean, don't you have Colin to Reed your head into 70 this. points the other night. Carl Anthony Towns had 62 in a loss. Like you have people routinely scoring 30, 40 points per game. You have multiple players averaging 30 or close to it this season. The Heat don't even come close to that. And I always say this about Jimmy Butler. He, the Heat have a postseason superstar. They do not have a regular season superstar. And you look at the top teams in the league and they have regular season superstars. So if you don't have, and you no, know, that's whatever. That's the Jimmy Butler way. That's his strategy. He's going to hold it until the playoffs. But you need to win games in the regular season, right? You have to get into the playoffs. You don't want to be in the play-in mix. You got to try to get some uh, home court advantage, maybe a top four seed in the East. So if you're not going to get that superstar, which we know the Heat have been looking for, right? Whether it was Kevin Durant, Andre Mitchell, whatever, Damian Lillard, obviously. They couldn't get those guys. All right, well, if we're not going to get that guy, then let's just have a bunch of different guys who might be able to go off for 30-plus points on any given night. If we're not going to be able to rely on one, can we just sort of increase our variance with a Terry Rozier in addition to Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler? Those three guys can go off for 30. Kyle Lowry wasn't ever going off for 30 points again, right? We've already seen his last 30-point game. Terry Rozier could go off for 30 points in multiple games for the rest of the season, and so I think that's sort of the bet. We were wondering this, Wes, because we were talking about the 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 connection of Jimmy Bam and Tyler. For them being together for five seasons, seems way more clunky than it should have been. It feels like it's gotten clunkier. Like I feel like Bam and and Tyler used to have a little something together. I don't know. It just seems more of a mess this year. Do you feel like adding Terry and you know maybe getting Jaime back will fix that, or do you think that the Heat are looking at these next couple of weeks and? You know, Tyler's kind of the guy you got to keep your eye on because they're not getting rid of Jimmy. They're not getting rid of Bam. Do you think there's still a a a, a big shuffle this team could make knowing that, you know, if this seems like what it is where, like, these guys just aren't in this this uh, this kind of synergy together, that maybe we got to blow something up there, too, with uh, mm-hmm. with our stars? Or do you think that they're going to give them one run this year and, and, and see where it's at? Because it's a big year for Tyler to, to prove that he can be a playoff player. They're going to give him one more run. They're going to give him one more run. We'll see these guys in the playoffs all together uh, trying to get it. But I think also part of the clunkiness, and you're absolutely right, It's they've been trying to work in some of these other players. Like you're working in Nikola Jovic here. You're, you're kind of playing four on five a lot when Kyle Lowry was on the court. Even if, it, even if your four were Bam, Tyler, Jimmy, and, and somebody else, 
it's really hard to function offensively. You look at some of this pick and roll stuff, even with Tyler and Bam, if they run pick and roll, everybody's crashing the paint. That's why it also kind of looks clunky. This had, this team had no room to operate because Kyle Lowry was a non-threat on offense, and that's why he ultimately ended up going to the bench. You need to have people who are threats to kind of space out the floor and stuff. So when I, I think there's going to be a domino effect with the Terry Rozier signing here because it gives extra ball handling. You're not forcing Josh Richardson to play out of position as a, as a quote-unquote point guard. So he could play off the ball a little bit more, get into those catch and shoot attempts. You're not worried, like uh, opponents aren't going to be able to play off of Kyle Lowry. You have to respect Terry Rozier across the three point arc. You have to do all these things. And I think that's going to create space for everybody else. And I don't think that you necessarily need to have Nikola Jovic start anymore because of what he brings offensively. You can almost lean defense there, go Haywood Highsmith again at the four spot, have him space the floor from the corners. And then you're just, it's less. Hey, we need Nico to get his touches. We need Lowry to kind of do some stuff over here. How can we function Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo together? When does Jimmy Butler want to take over? When do we need to let Jaime Jaquez cook and all these things? If you're less worried about all those kind of other pieces, then you can kind of start to find some chemistry. I just think that they've been trying to work through the other options and they didn't really focus so much on the thing that they already know, which is Bam and Tyler can run pick and roll together. We're not worried about that. Jimmy Butler is going to take over in the postseason. We're not worried about that. But what are these other things? And I think they just got to figure out the answers to those other things. And then they can re- kind of refocus everything onto where their best actions are offensively. Is a lot of this because they were playing four and five. You started seeing a lot of other guys trying to be aggressive and get the ball in the paint. So Dunks has gotten that, that game. And we almost lost a lot of the three-point shooting because guys were trying to be aggressive and get to the rim and create fouls and stuff like that when they should be shooting threes. You know, like me and Tobin had this conversation earlier. Listen, I, I love the fact that that Dunks has, has opened up his bag a little bit and, and got, you know, and expanded on his game. But you're a three-point shooter. Right. Right. And, and, and he can't do that because, you know, nobody's fouling. When he's not making threes, it looks even worse offensively. And so he developed other things so that when he wasn't making threes, he could still play. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've said this all along. I thought like, okay, cool, you can make a layup now. That's cute, and it's great, and I think it helps when guys close out hard on you. But you're above average at, as a layup maker, as a driver. You're elite. You're top 1% in the league at making threes. We need you doing the thing that you're the best in the league at versus, you know, doing the thing that you're okay at more often than not. And I did think that he was trying to maybe, I thought the layups were there, but sometimes I'd rather just have like a contested three-pointer from Duncan Robinson than an open layup, as crazy as that sounds. Because like you were saying, you need to hit a threshold of three-point shot attempts per game. Miami is top five in the league in three-point percentage or have been for most of the year. Uh, but they're kind of in the middle of the pack in they terms don't shoot of a field lot goal of- attempts, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Get more of them up. Get more of them up. I would trust a contested three-pointer from Duncan Robinson. Give me three of those a game. I have no problem with that. There's a reason why the coaching staff has given him the green light. Now, obviously, if, if the, the layups are there, you know, you got to attack it, but you can't fall in love with it in a weird way if you're Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson also knows this. He doesn't take mid-range shots because he knows Tyler, Jimmy, and Bam are eating up the mid-range shots. So he knows if I'm taking those mid-range shots, I've talked to him about this. Like, He's like, if I'm taking them, then we're just even more inefficient. I can only do at the basket, and I can only take shots at th- at, uh, from three-point range. And I think more players kind of have to figure that part out. But also when the stuff at the rim is there, they have to take it. The other night against Toronto, 
They no Jakoperto, no Pascal Siakam, and that team just fell in love with the three point shot, even though it wasn't falling. Sometimes you also just got to say, you know what, the heck with the three pointer. If we have those drives at the basket available, we got to force the issue. The one thing that this team can't fall in love with are the long two pointers. That's the thing that they can't fall in love with, and they have to work through that and try to move some of that stuff out of the offense and replace some of those shots with either threes or shots at the basket. Before we get you out of here, Wes, uh, what what the hell is your reaction to the Milwaukee Bucks firing their coach? <laughs> Uh, like again, sort of with the Kyle Lowry thing, kind of expected it to happen eventually, but a little surprised that it happened now. Right. And so look, Adrian Griffin was never the guy. He never made sense for them. Um, he was a rookie coach trying to coach a, a championship contending team. And as soon as Giannis was out, man, he's pulling the LeBron James playbook, isn't he? Like, he's like, as soon as I'm out, he's out. As soon as I'm not buying in that guy's fired. So we'll see if doc rivers can, can write the ship for them. But you know, based on what we've seen earlier this season, I know the record was good, but that team was discombobulated. They weren't locked they were in defensively. Getting scored on so, I mean, I've never tra- they, they give up one twenty five. One they got to score one forty to win. And a lot of people would pin it on, well, you lost Drew Holiday and replaced him with Damian Lillard. Okay, yeah, that's going to drop your defensive rating, obviously. But when you're not even getting back in transition, that's not a personnel issue. That's a coaching issue. That you know, like if you're not getting back in transition, you're not boxing out, rebounding. Like if you have Giannis and Brooke Lopez, you should still be an elite. And Bobby Portis, you should be an elite rebounding team. And they weren't. So they just weren't, they weren't locked in. They weren't buying in. And I think that's why they think Doc Rivers is going to work is because the idea at least is he can get them to buy in. And they weren't buying in under Adrian Griffin. He's Wes Goldberg, Locked On He. Go check him and David Meal out. Their podcast is fantastic on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Locked On He, you can get it on the Odyssey app as well. Appreciate the time, Wes. Thanks uh, for the time, man. Thanks, Appreciate Wes. it. Thanks, guys. There you go. We'll take a quick break. Our tour coming up next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh. 